everyone, Christopher here. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to kind of give you a heads up as to what you'd be hearing this week and uh, two weeks from now. You know, uh, Shin Godzilla came into theaters here in the United States not that long ago, and I put a call out for anyone that might have seen it to send any feedback or yeah, drop an email or whatever. And although I didn't get much of a response, I did get one offer from a friend and fellow Godzilla fan, Pete Quint, to come on the show and discuss it. And that was the idea. He was going to come on. We we're going to talk about Shin Godzilla. He got the chance to see it in the theaters. So I mean, it sounded like a great idea. Well, what happened in reality is he and I started talking, and this is my fault. I blame myself. We started talking about every previous Godzilla film. Uh, it wasn't really my intention. I just kind of started doing it and going by one movie after another. And before you know it, we spent about two hours of our night and barely touched on Shin Godzilla at the end. But it was such a great conversation. We had so much fun talking about it and doing it. I didn't want it to go to waste. So I split it up into two episodes. Yeah, it's two episodes worth of material here. All right. Uh, right now we're going to go ahead and begin with the first half of the conversation where we start talking about Godzilla in general, start talking about the original Godzilla film. And then, like I said, every movie from that point forward, we have a little brief uh, discussion on. It was a lot of fun. I think we make it up to uh, Godzilla versus Megalon. And I think that's where I stop it. And we'll literally pick up where we left off <laughs> two weeks from now. Before we even begin, I want to thank Pete for giving me his time. And I know it was a lot more time than he was really expecting. Really, really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoy this. Like I said, Pete and I had a really good time. And uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. So here you go. Into the episode. And... We'll talk to you later. This is going to be a fun one today. I am going to be talking a little bit of Godzilla. And, you know, I, as much, I'll admit it, I talk to myself sometimes. Today is not one of those days. I've got another Godzilla fan on the line <laughs> with me here at Skype. I have Peter Quint on the other line. <clears throat> it's not a name you necessarily need to know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know no, or that you should have known, or that, or that you should know, I should say. Uh, Pete is an awesome guy. He helped me out on my other podcast, Ornithine Entertainment, when I needed a little help. I needed someone on another to, to talk about a film. And I think we're going to have more fun talking about these than we did on Embryo uh, for Orphan there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a fascinating movie. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pete, welcome to Time Shifters. Thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Chris. This is going to be fun. I, I, I've always enjoyed your shows, and, and I'm happy to help out whenever. And by gosh, anytime you want to talk about Godzilla, bring it on. Ah, sweet, sweet. Yeah, Godzilla is a monster, or let's just call him a movie star, that I've enjoyed for, I, well, since I was a kid. I mean, that, that's one of those movies that was always on on, like, Saturday afternoons. On, on like the U local UHF uh, channels or something like that. Uh, sure thing. You and me both. Yep. I was just going to ask was that was that your introduction to Godzilla? Just being a kid and watching TV, and there yeah. it was. My, my I, I've got a, a lot of early recollections of of Godzilla. Uh, one of one of my favorite. And this actually isn't Godzilla, but one of my favorite was my my dad used to wake me up 
uh, very late at night to watch Dr. Shock's X-Ray Chiller Theater. If anyone in the nice. Northwest Ohio uh, area remembers Channel 13 on Friday or Saturday nights, I forget. But Dr. Shock was up there, and and he always had – he was my late-night host. And Pop would uh, wake me up in the middle of the night, and we'd go down and watch any number of Hammer Universal films. And one night he came up and woke me up, Pete, Pete, you got to come down and come down and watch this movie with me. Okay. And I got about halfway sitting up and I laid right back down (laughs) and dad knew (laughs) it's like, nope, that's about it. He's not getting up. And the next morning he's like, oh man, did you miss a great film last night? Like, what do you, what what was on? It couldn't have been that great. It's like, no, man, it was a. It was this. It was this turtle, and it was flying. <laughs> and, and I and Dad's a jokester. Don't get me. <laughs> don't let me fool you here. But oh my goodness, I thought he was full of garbage for the longest time until, in fact, I did see Gamera years later. And I went, Dad, you were lying to me. Said, no, I wasn't lying to you. <laughs> but that was that was one of the many. Memories I have of uh, giant monster kaiju films, however you want to call it. Uh, yeah, four o'clock movie on Channel Twenty Four would have destroy all monsters. Oh, that's a good and one. Godzilla and King Kong. And uh, I remember actually being frightened for uh, Godzilla versus Hedera, um, the the smog monster. That was a, that was a creepy that was a creepy film for a, a youngster. Oh, for a youngster, yeah. Well, you got the the cat covered in tar glued to the stairs. There's an image yeah. that'll stick to a kid. It, exactly. <laughs> I think the one that really scared me was when the the the, the uh, tadpole jumped out of the water and the kid sticks a knife up into the air and, and cuts the the the, the young hedera. Oh, right. That, that just those eyeballs looking at you and, and coming right at you in the screen. It scared the heck out of me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's a movie that holds up quite as well uh, in, a, in a, an adult viewing as it eh. might have done as a kid. But <laughs> not really. But but boy, it, it left an impression on me, and and my love affair with giant monsters and especially Godzilla has lasted until well now easily. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, same way. I've just it was just one of those movies that's on on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon on the UHF. And wasn't aware of the history of Godzilla. Certainly when I was a kid, it wasn't something I really understood until I was much older as an adult and realized, oh my gosh, there's all these films. And going back and then, of course, you watch the original Godzilla and you realize that, oh, this is a message film. This is actually like a drama. This isn't this uh, kitty film that I thought Godzilla films were, because most of them through the 60s and 70s were very child-friendly and were kind of aimed that way. In, in, in design, exactly. They were designed that way, and, and you can thank Gamera for that to, to, to an extent. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, they, they were kid-friendly, but, and, and a lot of the ones that, were, that came over here, thank you, uh, Harry Sa- uh, Saperstein, oops, did I say that right? <laughs> for bringing them over. Um, yeah, definitely kid-related, which is why it was on the 4 o'clock movies for us. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have to admit that it actually took me a while to really kind of appreciate the uh, the first couple Godzilla films, uh, Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again, because they were done with such a serious tone. And most of my experience was with the more family, kid-friendly films. 
that it, it it took me it took me a while to really appreciate them for what they were. I mean, now I watch the original Godzilla, and it, it is just this fantastic little piece of of, of movie making. You know, it doesn't matter that there's a giant monster in it. It's just a really tense and interesting drama. If you take it as a monster movie, you're going to miss out on a lot of what was going on in Japan at the time. And, you know, it's as much of a, a historical reference as, as anything. Uh, it, it's an important film to understand, it, certainly for Japan, maybe not for America so much, but certainly for Japan, it was an important film. Uh, you know, World War II had recently ended, Hiroshima had happened. These were things that were fresh on the minds of the, the, the Japanese population, and it was scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're talking just a little over a decade since the end of World War II, and you know they had the unfortunate um, occurrence of having an atomic weapon, two atomic weapons, you know, dropped on their on their nation, and they were still feeling the uh, the effects of this. It wasn't something that was just in, in, in the past. I mean, they were still feeling the effects. There were still issues with radiation. There were still issues with uh, birth defects. And there were, you know, still survivors. I mean, like I said, this was only a little over a decade since the end of the war. And it was very much a, a message. Uh, Hishiro Honda wanted it to be a message film. He, he wanted to make something that, in, in his own way, kind of would say, look, War's really bad, <laughs> and but he did it with this little uh, what would you call it? Kind of this entertainment or um, this hook by having the giant monster to kind of get the the butts in the seat, and then you could tell your your story and share your message. Yeah, the, the metaphor of Godzilla, the monster, uh, embodied all of the fears and what had happened to that nation at the time. Uh, it was horrible and terrifying and unstoppable. It, this, that creature in 1954 was an unstoppable beast. It was uh, an act of God. It was uh, nature incarnate. It was Katrina. It was any number of natural disasters that could happen at any time. Mm -hmm. And the, how do you stop it? And thankfully, with uh, Toho Science, uh, they figured out a way to stop him. <laughs> and, and I love the term Toho Science. I heard that years ago, and I went, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> that's a good – I don't think I've ever heard that before, but that's, that's exactly – Toho Science. I love it, right? Uh-huh. The, the, yeah, yeah, the science so that only works in a Toho film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you can use Toho science in, a, in any number of sci-fi and horror movies. It's like, well, this will work just – because we said it will. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I I suspend my reality and enjoy the movie anyway. <laughs> yes. Now, we had, like I said, Godzilla and Godzilla Raids again. Uh, by 1962, we get the uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, which was a bit of a, a landmark. King Kong being uh, not a uh, Toho property, not a the Asian cinema property. And they pitted them against their big giant monster. That was, I mean, 1962 to do that kind of a crossover film. Nowadays, it doesn't seem like anything quite as extraordinary. But back then, I think that was a, that was a pretty big deal. It it was, and Toho had the 
the they they somehow and I I don't know the history behind it, but I know they got the rights to the King Kong monster right uh, from Universal. They made two films with Kong. They made King Kong versus Godzilla and another film called King Kong Escapes. Uh, the King Kong versus Godzilla was definitely a comedy and was meant to be. Uh, it was it was a delightful uh, wrestling romp between two giant monsters, two giant franchises, uh, and, and to some folks, uh, a franchise that should have gone further than a single film with King Kong and uh, Godzilla that was just getting started. This was his third film, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and then, of course, King Kong Escapes. I, I don't know if you've, you've you've seen that one. That I have. So that's a hoot. I, I that's that's a whole lot of fun. And and I could <laughs> I could go into some stories about meeting Linda Miller and, and Akira Takarada at G Fest last year. Uh, but that's that's a probably another story for another time. Yeah, and then they go. Uh, they they kind of keep going down. Um, the, the path towards the more family and kid friendly film with the Mothra versus Godzilla, which introduces, I I'm sorry. I, I love Mothra. Mothra is probably my favorite giant monster second to Godzilla. I don't know what it is about that stupid moth, but I, <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that it's a giant moth. I don't know if it happens to come with two little fairy twins or if that it, it's just because she has her own theme song. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the peanuts are adorable. Uh, Mothra is gorgeous. I mean, what a what a great scale model that is. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a giant it's a giant freaking puppet. It's amazing. Uh, and, and Mothra is is Mothra still the only creature that's actually defeated Godzilla on multiple occasions? I think so. Uh, outside be. of man, well, maybe Destroyer if you want to count that. Uh, I you think go all the way up. Got on, was on top of that. Just before he blew up, so we'll, <laughs> oh, <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, I I think Godzilla versus Mothra is as close to a perfect kaiju film as you can get. I thought that was just really well. The whole thing from top to bottom was put together so well. The, the acting was there. The gosh, the Toho scope, the color just just exploded out of the screen. Uh, it was that's easily one of my favorites. It's way way up there. Uh, that one, even even Ghidra the three headed monster, even with the silly yeah. monster talking, that's <laughs> up there too. But the but but Godzilla versus the thing, Godzilla versus Mothra. Man, that's a, that's a great film. I love that movie too, just because there's this. It's almost like the monster stuff is like the B plot. There's this whole thing that goes on with the, uh, you know, the giant egg and the guy who wants to f- profit off of it, and there's all these people and all, you d- and there's all this like drama, and, and and espionage kind of stuff going on the whole time, 
Oh, and there's monsters fighting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there, there are giant monsters and people-sized monsters all fighting each other in the same film. Exactly. <laughs> now you did meet. Uh, you did mention a uh, uh, Gidor or Ghidorah, the three-headed monster that actually came the same year as Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah, they were crank Toho's cranking them out at that point. Uh, absolutely. Now he is probably the most well-known villain monster. Mothra, you could you know kind of walks that line between being villain, uh, you know, friend or foe, or kind of neither. I I like friend or foe better than villain. Yes. Gidor definitely is a villain. Oh, absolutely, and probably. If I had to pick a favorite actual villain monster, that would definitely be the one. I mean, you can't. I mean, who 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 would say anybody different? I think uh, uh, you could make an argument for Gigan, but Gigan didn't star in enough films. You're you're, you're right. Ghidra has such a look to him, and such you, you, he pops up on the screen, you immediately know what it is. You you don't even have to see him to all you need to do is hear him, hear his mm, roar, right? <laughs> Which on a sidebar. <laughs> is also the telephone ring during the original Ultraman series. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> the original with, with Ben Furuya. Fur- 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 oh, heck, I can't even say his name. Furuya. Uh, yeah, the original 1964 Ultraman after the immediately following Ultra Q. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the telephone ring. <laughs> that's that funny oh I, I don't know i'm not that up on ultraman i have to admit i am i am definitely uh that is one of the uh, japanese um oh what would you call it uh you know universes or whatever that have that i've, I've not really dived into i i'm not going to say i'm an expert i've seen the first series and bits of a lot of other series but uh, yeah i Enough to uh, enough to pick out Ghidra's uh, <laughs> roar on the telephone. Yeah, yeah, that that one was easy for me to for me to pick up. <laughs> yeah, like you said, they were cranking it out. They they did Mothra and uh, Ghidra the Three Hundred Monster the same year, and then one year later, Invasion of the Astro Monster, which is another Ghidra film, mm-hmm. and another. That's an actually uh, that's the that's the one with the. Um, the Devo fellow-looking uh, aliens, right? Correct. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. It's the. I don't think they're called the Zillion. I forget. They're they're from Planet X, and they right. set up a moon base. So, and the whole thing takes place on the moon. Uh, what is it? It's a. It's a Akira Takarada and uh, Nick Adams. Nick Adams. Or Thank you. I, I'm yep. sitting here. I, I don't have as many notes as I probably should. And I was sitting here oh. going, well, I won't need it. It's Godzilla. And then I'm now I'm sitting here thinking, oh, what was his name? Yeah, Nick <laughs> Adams. God bless him. Nick he Adams. was awesome. That's oh, probably one of so my favorites. Good. That's one of my favorite of the, uh, of the sixties Godzillas. It's very silly movie. And it's, it's wonderful top to bottom. Yes. Uh, the, the, the silly spaceships, the, uh, the, the 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 costumes of the villains that lived on the moon. Oh man, they're just—it's brilliant. It's just classic uh, sci-fi. I don't care if it's Japanese or American. That's classic sci-fi. Uh, alien invaders, brilliant. Absolutely, very very. Uh, it's it's just it's like the '60s sci-fi. It, it's one of those uh-huh. films that could help define that era of science fiction. Indeed, absolutely. <laughs> Now, a year after that, now this one, I don't know, love-hate kind of thing. It's one of those ones that it's enjoyable to watch, but it's not very good. Ibra Horror of the Deep. This is Godzilla versus the giant oh, prawn. 
It's so good. <laughs> I'll, I will argue to the nail for this film. Go ahead. You start. <laughs> I won't argue against it. Like I said, I mean, I don't think it's that great, but it is fun. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, it is fun because it's just, it's so over the top ridiculous about the, the, there's nothing about this film that is low key. Everything is, yeah. is cranked up to 11. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a beautiful film. I think the color on that film is is one of the it, it's it's so brilliant. You just watch that and the color just just lasers into your it burns into your retinas as you're watching it. It's just just beautiful. The acting, whatever. The monster fighting is fantastic because it is classic WWF wrestling. That's yes. all they're doing. I mean, they're playing volleyball with boulders, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, what else? Some of my cousins go, I don't watch Godzilla movies. That stuff is so fake. Well, yeah, it's a giant monster. Of course it's fake. Yep. <laughs> what do you expect, you goof? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're batting boulders uh, past each other just i that that is such a the the embodiment of the ridiculousness of these films on top of being extremely entertaining yeah because it's it's a fast-moving plot there's not a whole lot of drama anywhere uh the everybody is conveniently good at everything that they do so they don't necessarily explain what they're doing. I mean, Akira Takarada, again, is very good at uh, breaking into nuclear refineries, apparently. <laughs> and and, and the, the red – oh, heck. Now I'm drawing a blank. The, the red badge, not the red. The red – Was it the red foot? Oh, that's close. It's not right, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how terrible are we? Yeah, anyway. it's awful. <laughs> And and then of course bringing Godzilla to life uh, with a, a a sword or w- with lightning, mm-hmm. which if I read correctly, that was supposed to be a King Kong film. Yeah, I was just going to say this is the one that has the, the actual script or when the the they were originally uh, come up with the idea they were going to use the Kong again, but I think they um, they either couldn't get the rights again. Their, maybe their, their their rights had expired, or they just decided to just keep going on the popularity of the Godzilla character. It, I, I think it, I think it was one of the first two. It was either the the, the uh, their license expired, or they just couldn't uh, get it again, well, or whatever. Yes, yeah. something like that. There was there was a there was a disconnect there where they had to drop a couple of Kong. Related films, Toho did right, um, and and that's that. If you look back, that's how Kong got his powers in King Kong versus Godzilla was from lightning, lightning, mm-hmm. and that and that was that weakened Godzilla, which is why it's so very weird in Godzilla versus Zebra that lightning revived Godzilla. So yeah. it was it was a little the continuity, and you know Godzilla movies in continuity. They, they don't. They no, don't no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and if you actually watch the film, I mean, they changed very little. I, you could just imagine the, the shooting script, and they just had Kong scratched out and Godzilla <laughs> written in. Because he, everything he does, his actions, I mean, this is also the one that's Godzilla that's, you know, just napping on the beach uh-huh. at one point. Uh-huh. And, he's re- yeah. and then he, uh, doesn't he actually, he ends up kidnapping a girl and, and everything in this film. So, I mean, he he's very Kong-like in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is the 
Kumi Muzuno was was that Kumi? Yeah, that was Kumi Muzuno. She was the starlet or the 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 island gal, and yeah, she was set up to be Kong's love interest. And mm-hmm. I, I I know Godzilla never picked her up like Kong did, but it was a it was definitely a one of these hey um. Save me or something like that. If ah, shoot, I forget yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've watched that one. Uh, maybe, um, maybe I just kind of like I said. It's I remember enjoying the film. It's a lot of fun to watch, even if it's not that great. And it does have a cameo for Mothra, but unfortunately, Mothra looks a little worse than where worse for wear. Uh, the 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 Mothra puppet. Uh, it, it, you could tell had not been treated c- terribly kindly since its last appearance. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was. It was in bad shape. It, it was, was. That, that that puppet had been through at least two films, mm-hmm. maybe three. Three films: the original Mothra, Godzilla versus Mothra, and then uh, Ghidra, the three-headed. Oh no, no. no I think it's just wrong. two. I think that, I, said, two. I believe Mothra shows up in one of the Ghidra films as a as a, a worm. Right. Oh, good point. Yeah, that was Ghidra, the three-headed monster, was a worm, and I, yep, I stand corrected. Yep, yep, Mothra, (laughs) yep. But yeah, this was the third film he was in over how many years was that? Six years? Mm -hmm. And and those those foam latex uh, puppets don't last very long, and and they they are – yeah. They're ridden hard and put away dry. Yeah, he he was looking a little threadbare, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's why I kind of you know it makes me feel a little bad for the poor the poor moth guy. <laughs> uh, coming up the year after, we have Son of Godzilla, which introduces a childlike uh, Godzilla monster. Yeah, Minya. Yeah. yeah, this is a film uh. that. Um, you know, if I watch it as an adult, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's not one of my favorites. It's, it's kind of one of those films that I, I think I'm probably maybe even kind of mashing it in with All Monsters Attack. I was just going to ask you that. Are you are you confusing the two? I think I'm confusing because, the two. Uh-huh. All uh, Monsters because, Attack is the, is the, is the, has got the little boy and everything with his correct. magic helmet. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. So it's been a while since I've seen Son of Godzilla. So yeah. I, I am mashing those two together. My apologies. And Son of Godzilla is tough to find. That is not an easy one to find on DVD. Maybe that's why or, I'm mashing Or it. anywhere. Yeah. It's, I, I'm fortunate to have a copy of it. But boy, man, it is not an easy one to find. And I, I will make the argument for Son of Godzilla if – Minya didn't have such an annoying freaking whine or or, or mm-hmm. what do you want to call it a blurp a, a moo right. or a squirt whatever whatever he's doing if he didn't have that I would give that movie a much higher ranking in my list of favorites because boy if you fall asleep to that one you hear him at the end braying like a donkey <laughs> uh, it will wake you up and and just piss you off. <laughs> I'm going to have to revisit that one. I'm sure I've got it. I don't know if I only have it on VHS or if I have the DVD on it. I want to say I've probably got it on DVD. It's it's tough one to find on DVD. It really yeah. is. Well, I've been collecting these things as they've come out on whatever format. <laughs> right, yeah. And so I've ended up with a couple of copies mm-hmm, <laughs> of mm-hmm. a few things. So I'm sure I have it on one or another. Yeah, I really love this the the Toho Science. This is one of my favorite Toho Science films. It, if if I can jump up to Megaguirus in the Heisei era, 
Uh, those are my two favorite Toho science films. This one, this Son of Godzilla, was about controlling the weather, and it was it was I thought it was awesome that they they used radiation to uh, change weather patterns or something like that and of course it backfires on everybody and it changes the large praying mantises into giant praying mantises and then we have a big mess <laughs> right yeah that's right that is where we get the do we get a giant spider and a giant praying mantis in this one uh we uh, we get camacaris mm-hmm. which is the, which is the the praying mantis but we don't get the shoot the other guy <laughs> it starts with an m i think <laughs> okay or, or Spiga or something like that? Spiga. Is that the giant spire? That's, okay, that's don't get spider things. yet? Yeah, Spiga. Kamakuras is a great-looking monster, yeah. though. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's all marionette. Love it. Yeah, really good. Yeah, that's one i got to go back and revisit. Uh, the next film in 1968, uh, which I, sh- I should mention that uh, Ibra and Son of Godzilla was a, a, a break in director. Uh, Jun Fukuda directed those two. Uh, Oshiro Honda with has done most of the previous ones, with the exception of Godzilla Raids Again. Well, he returns for Destroy All Monsters. Now, Destroy All Monsters is, that's classic Godzilla. I love Destroy All Monsters. There's nothing wrong with that film. (laughs) No. I recently found out that Destroy All Monsters was going to be Toho's kind of nail in the coffin. Okay, we're done with the Godzilla stuff. We're going to do a big blowout. Everyone's going to we're going to have all a bunch of monsters. It's going to be this big budget super film, and then that's it. We're going to put them to bed and never never do Godzilla that's again. That's what I heard. That's what I heard also. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, uh, just, okay. that's something I only just recently heard. And maybe with the uh, the newer film coming out, a little bit more of the history came out. and Or maybe I was just listening to another podcast, and they were doing the same thing we were kind of just running mm. through. And yeah, so it, my, my gosh. I mean, if it was going to end, that would have been a movie to end it on. I think it was just... It's just so much fun. You get all the monsters you could ever want. Yep. Um, monsters that you haven't seen. Monsters that have only been hinted at, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've got Gorgosaurus, which was his only film was in uh, King Kong Escapes, mm-hmm. and then you've got Baragon, which was in Frankenstein Conquers the World, and then you've got Varan, who had his own film. Right. But who's heard of Varan? Right. And, Outside of maybe you and me, right? Uh, <laughs> and another uh, another great looking monster puppet, uh, Manda. Oh, Manda, yes, from uh, Atragon. Mm. Is that where he came from? That's yep. I've got a yeah. I got a copy of that one. Yeah, very uh, nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was from Atragon. It, that was a marvelous, marvelous film. It was kind of kind of like Gorath. Atragon was kind of like Gorath, where the monster was. Even the Mysterians with with Mongera, uh, the monster was there for just a, a flash in the pan, and the rest of the film was heavy sci-fi. Atragon is one I've I've looked for. I, I I've not seen. I don't think I've ever seen Atragon, and I've not. I don't think I haven't looked recently. But the last time I looked, I could not find a copy anywhere. It's tough. I, yeah. I got real lucky at Half Price Books a couple of years ago, oh. and somebody dumped off. I and I spent a lot of money, <laughs> but they dumped they dumped off a bunch of Toho stuff, and I got I got an original Atragon, Matango, Varan, uh, gosh, it was a bunch of them. So I got really lucky 
on was one it, big. Was it a VHS or? No, these were all DVDs. It was DVD. Okay, these, these were all DVDs with uh, either Classic Media or, or Tokyo Shock. Hmm. So it was real good. Yeah, real I'll good probably, I haven't done a lot of hunting. I've been kind of exploring. Um, other nationality films here lately, so some, ah, yes, of, some of my yes, Japanese, yes, yeah, my Japanese cinema, I've kind of let you know fall to the wayside a little bit. So I need to kind of get back in and uh, see if I can uh, maybe dig some of these things up again and, uh, and get oh, back come into on. it. I'll just bring it over. Yeah, yeah, come on down. <laughs> you got it. You're not too far. Well, after the success of Destroy All Monsters, they decided to do another film. A Shiro Hondo returned again. And this is the one that I was uh, that I, that I kind of had in my head. This is the one I oof, talk about uh, taking a big change from you know. <laughs> there there was definitely a sea change in the Godzilla films when they decided to do All Monsters Attack, or yeah. sometimes called Godzilla's Revenge. Yes, yeah, it was. It, you know the one the one classic media when they when they released their DVD they had a really neat uh, informative. Uh, audio commentary and there was a lot of things going on that as you're just watching it you, you're going oh my god this thing is i want to tear my eyeballs out mm-hmm. but but there were there was a lot of social commentary on that film and honestly without that uh audio track audio commentary track i i, I would be just like you I'm, I'm dismissive of it it's not well done uh it's poorly lit uh the color is drab uh, the monsters are terrible, and it's a and it's a, a, a clip a clip movie. You're right. It, it just takes clips from other films, and, and and as Gamera did toward the end. My God, what was that giant? The the very last Gamera like su- oh, Gamera right. Super Monster mm-hmm. was nothing. The, there was not an original shot in that entire film. It was all clips. Ah, how awful! Uh, and this this was borderline that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it without getting. Too, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't reproduce it anyway. But without getting too deep into the social commentary of that film, uh, it, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw. I think I had the same DVD with the uh, the commentary, and I think I did the same thing you did. Is I, I decided, yeah, it wasn't a film I enjoyed, but I was like, oh, okay, it's got a commentary. I'll see what they have to say. And I did probably come up with a little bit more appreciation for it after listening to the commentary. But it's like. If I have to watch it with the commentary to appreciate it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're really stretching there, aren't you? <laughs> it's still not. It's still not a good film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I, I, I can't argue that. It's it's it, it made the it made the movie less unlikable with the commentary. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's still unlikable. <laughs> well, Godzilla finally took a, a couple year break. He didn't show back up again until 1971, and uh, Godzilla versus Hedorah, which is you you mentioned previously, which or Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. This is where um, Godzilla really started doing the uh, the message films with this one. This was definitely just like the original film was anti-war. This one was anti-pollution. And yes, boy, was I was, it. I was going to argue that you. Th- th- this it is a return to the message film. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. And and it really was pollution because uh, J- Japan was was uh, in the midst of a uh, of an industrial revolution mm-hmm. uh, uh, later than than the United States had, 
Um, and they had some terrible, terrible pollution problems in the 70s. Just awful stuff. Yeah, so you can definitely see where something like this would come from. That someone would want to kind of like make people kind of step back and look. Uh, sometimes you have to do it in a film form. You have to give these people, you have to give people sort of this uh, a, a mirror to hold up, and it's uh, it's like a funhouse mirror. It, it it reflects, but it reflects in a kind of a distorted manner. But it's still in the end, you kind of look around and go, "Oh, well, I guess that is kind of true, isn't it?" Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was it's a rough movie to watch, but it's also fascinating. The the, the music mm-hmm. is just that crazy. Um, <laughs> it, Save it really the is. Earth. <laughs> exactly. God's animals don't go away. Don't go. Flowers, my flowers, don't go away. The very psychedelic mm. uh, lighting and, and, and the, the, I mean, in the club scene, yes, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, it, I, 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 I tend to believe that a lot of those shots that were done of the water with all the pollution in it, that that may have been set up by the Toho special effects, but I wonder how accurate that was. And or yeah, or did they just did they just go down to the wharf exactly, and, with a camera? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I bet that was pretty accurate to what people were seeing. Mm. Uh, and and it, it was it, it was it was a it was a protest movie of some sort. It was a uh, it was a hey government look at this fix it <laughs> yeah right or or a giant monster is going to come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually also marks the kind of. What some claim to be kind of the beginning of the or the beginning of the end of the good Godzilla films, they, he's had a couple low marks in the past through the '60s. Through the '70s, a lot of people kind of discount a lot of the '70s films. I actually find myself enjoying a lot of the '70s films because of the silly factor that goes into them. <laughs> I think. Uh, You're talking about Megalon, aren't you? <laughs> well, well, yeah, that that does come up. Yeah, Godzilla vs. Gigan is the next film that, that shows up in 72. Gigan is a great villain. I wish that monster would have been... I mean, we've seen him in three films now. believe that's right. Yes. Godzilla vs. Gigan, Godzilla vs. Megalon, and Final Wars. Right. Correct. If we want to jump all the way, yes, correct. I mean, if, if we're if we're talking the spectrum, yeah, I think Gigan is a m- marvelous monster. 
he's a cyborg supposedly right. and i i think he's got a lot of depth there that wasn't uh, developed no absolutely like no he's a monster that is undeveloped underdeveloped and you wanted to see more and you wanted to see him give uh, get a, i guess a better shot <laughs> yes yeah yeah well he had a heck of a shot with with king ghidra in in this one in Godzilla versus Gigan, true. How, how could you, <laughs> you can't have can't have two bigger badass monsters than Gigan and, and King Ghidra? Yeah, they get a little crazy, and they definitely are products of their time. You know, the, the just the way they look, the colors, the way they're filmed. They're all very seventies. Lots and of hippies. Lots of hippies. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love. Yes, uh, I think I, I may have been a hippie had I had I been the age in the seventies. Now I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. I, I have to admit, it's been a while since I've gone back and watched some of the classic Godzillas. This is the one with the the aliens and the uh, the amusement park that they're building. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's right. the one with the paper mache. Godzilla, or not pretty much, but the but the Godzilla Tower. Godzilla Tower, right? Yeah. So you're talking about the hippie. I the, I remember the like the brother banana. and sister team with the guy with the banana yeah. or the yeah. corn. Yeah, yeah, they got the <laughs> corn and the banana. Yeah, <laughs> and the the kung fu uh, sister. Yes, and the cartoonist, and the cartoon artist. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. All right. No, I I have to admit, I just I have a soft spot for this film. I think maybe <laughs> what it was is maybe these are the films I probably saw first or most when I was a kid were the 70s films. Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah, these, these, the ones in the 70s were definitely the ones that were on TV the most when we were kids. Uh, Geigen and Megalon and uh, maybe Destroy All Monsters to a, to a degree, even mm-hmm. though it's going back a little bit. But uh, it, if I remember from a, as a kid, Hedora – Gigan, Megalon, and Mechagodzilla. You know what? I, the second one. Really, I remember the first one more than I do the second one. I, in, if I if I can go back to Young Pete, I remember seeing the beginning of uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two or whatever whatever it's called. Terror whatever. of Mechagodzilla. Terror. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I remember watching the. The, the the beginning of that going there's another one yeah is <laughs> it what the heck interesting and, and i and it took me to almost my adult life to see that that other one and i still don't have that one in my collection really yeah that's 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 what i'm looking for and and that's i that's that's expensive <laughs> oh okay interesting well i'm glad i have that i'm glad i grabbed it when i did uh yeah you I, mentioned I don't a, have a vhs copy of it oh okay but but I, I want I want the DVD. <laughs> yep, you did uh, mention 1973. Just to backpedal a little bit, we do have Godzilla versus Megalon, which is uh, Godzilla versus a, a giant cockroach. <laughs> yeah, and Ultraman. Yep. I, I mean I mean Jet Jaguar. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. No Jet Jaguar. Yeah, Jet, that's Jet, it. Jet Jaguar. Yeah. Uh, if I heard right, uh, some there was a contest and some young. Young boy uh, came up with the design for Jet Jaguar, and I'm sure I'm glossing over a lot of the the very intricate details that I right. I think I heard the same story. I don't have yeah. any more details, but I think I heard the same story. 
And I, I think it's very cool. Toho did that a couple of times with Godzilla versus Biollante as well. Uh, they, that they opened up the doors and said, hey, we're looking for ideas because we're out. Right. <laughs> and they wanted to make I, – I, I thought that Jet Jaguar was supposed to or there were plans for uh, a branching off in the Toho-verse for a, a series of Jet Jaguar uh, films. And, and that's the problem. So many of these stories, like the Jet Jaguar, or there was that. Uh, go back a little ways. There was the whole rumor that they filmed two endings for King Kong versus Godzilla. There's so <laughs> many rumors and stories and speculation that come out of this stuff that you don't know how much of it is true and how much mm-hmm. is it that people just made assumptions, or maybe even people that were working on the film made assumptions that. Maybe they and they shouldn't have really gone public with, or shouldn't have talked about, because that wasn't the case, and you just don't know. I could definitely see them kicking something like Jet Jaguar into. I mean, look at I mean Ultraman, I, but maybe they would have run into in, into trouble too with too many people going to. Well, it's pretty close there, pal. You know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know with with Superaya doing uh, special effects for a lot of different. I mean, for his own production company, and then Ichi Tsuburaya did did special effects. I, I don't know. I, I thought he did special effects for all the all the Godzilla films up till uh, the last one, which was uh, well, the effects, Godzilla. Yeah, the effects director I have for Megalon is a Tiriyoshi Nakano. Hmm. Okay. Again, I'm happy to be corrected. There were there there were so at the time there were so many tokusatsu uh, television programs that were power for for the American audience Power Ranger sort of team mm-hmm. or one one Power Ranger as as an Ultraman uh, with Common Rider and Red Baron and and gosh there there are countless others. That, that, that you can go back and cite that were on television at the time. And, and I think that's where Toho was looking to go. They were looking to tap into that sort of th- – those view- that viewership that was leaving the theaters and, and watching everything on television. They were trying to draw people back to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. Hey, we, we got the same stuff and we're going to do it in this great big awesome two-hour movie or 80-minute movie, whatever. <laughs> Well, all, all I'm going to say is I would have watched a Jet Jaguar film. If they wanted to make one, I would have watched one. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and just, just so you know, the notes that I have, A.G. Subaraya, I had the last film him having anything to do with was Destroy All Monsters in my wow. notes. Wow. Really? And that was actually uh, Sadamasa, uh, uh, I can't say it, uh, <laughs> Arakawa, under the supervision of, he he was only supervising uh, someone else on Destroy All Monsters. So, just uh, those are the notes I have. Whether they're leg- whether they're one hundred percent correct, I you know anyone's That's guess. Right. They came from the they came from the internet. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a bad podcaster. I don't have any notes in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just got some stuff that I printed right off the web this, here, just this so is I all- can. It's off the top of my head, which is why I'm. Oh, you're doing. Up. You're you're better than I am. Believe me. Okay, I'm glad. Then you are definitely the one to have on for talk Godzilla because you're the bigger fan than I am. You've got the names. You've got stars. I'm impressed. 
Okay, that's going to do it for this week. Like I said, we're just kind of kind of break it mid conversation here, and we'll pick up where we left off in two weeks. And we will talk about Shin Godzilla, however briefly. And next time, I'm also going to have a really great about a 12 minute uh, voicemail. Call it voicemail, I guess. I got a message from uh, Rod Barnett from over at the Nashi Cast and the Bloody Pit, who really goes into awesome detail about his thoughts on Shin Godzilla. Again, he got to go see it in the theater. So, anyway, uh, that's all coming up in two weeks. I hope you guys tune in, and I really appreciate you listening. Any feedback or anything, you know where to find us. Timeshifterspodcast.com. Join our Facebook group. Uh, send an email, timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure it's timeshifters, plural, podcast at gmail.com. So anyway, yep, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll talk to you again in two more weeks where we finish off the conversation. Thanks, everyone. Bye.